pray that the Lord will give us insight and better insight in Jesus' name. And so this evening, obviously, we're going to be studying, so we'll have opportunity to share our own experience in the last three weeks, I want to believe, where we've been praying, not only praying, we've been studying and we've been seeing really that God is in the mood and we are in the dispensation where God is ready to reward us abundantly and that shall be the portion of someone in the mighty name of Jesus. And so this evening we're going to start off as we continue. Um, we had a twist on on Sunday. It was more or less like a prayer meeting, but I want to bless God for the topic there. I want to celebrate the senior pastor for also um, leading us brilliantly on that day. And if you remember on Sunday, we prayed on the title uh, on the title or the subject title, The Grace to What? To receive God's reward. The grace to what? To receive God's reward. And I think if I remember the, um, the text that was read uh, was Jeremiah, I want to believe. Yes, Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 16. I think we read from the ECV version. If multimedia have that, you can do well to project it for us. Um, Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 16. Jeremiah 31 verse 16. Until they are ready. Okay. So there is up on your screen and it says, okay, I'll read what I have whilst we wait for them. Okay. We're up now. Um, I hope this was the version that was up on that. I think it was the East. Yeah, the CEV, I want to believe. It's also on the slide, the message slide. But let me read the ESV whilst we get the contemporary version up there. It says, thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For there is a reward for your work. I thought somebody would say amen. Now it says, there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord. And they shall come back from the land of the enemy. As we have prayed, that shall be someone's portion in the name of Jesus. I want to thank the Lord because we have studied and we have also prayed. And we are confident like no other that God is working out something for us. And that shall be my portion and your portion in Jesus' name. Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes clean it up from the tears. For there is a reward for our work. And so this evening, I am, as we go a little bit further, looking at the grace to receive God's reward. The reason why I'm staying on this particularly is whilst we were praying, whilst we were praying, I kept pondering on the word, the grace to receive. And as we were praying that day, I quickly remembered uh, the example that, the senior pastor gave us, I think it was one, one of those Bible studies that we had when you shared that you had, um, there was a time where you had a parcel sent to you. And uh, I think you received one and then you were expecting the other one. And so he shared to us what could actually happen between the time where the reward is being delivered to us and from to the time where we receive it. And for those who joined us on Monday uh, prayer meeting yesterday, I think the other day on Monday, uh, Pastor Yomi was talking about sowing a seed. So sowing a seed, because for every seed, the Bible says, seed time and harvest time shall always remain. It shall not seed. So what we need to understand as we continue is that there is possibility we can sow a particular seed um, in anticipation to what God is about to do. Um, the seed may not be, I'm not talking about um, giving particularly, not uh, very much in that direction, but we're going to see what it means where well, we sow God's uh, a seed. And as we continue to pay attention to the word, the grace to receive, which means you can have all it takes to receive God's reward, but there is a particular part of uh, life that God wants you to have, which you may not have, but that requires the grace of God to help you. And that is why it is 
called grace because you may not have what it takes to receive it, but God gives you the enablements to be able to receive it or what it takes for you to, to receive what we're talking about. And so pastor shared with us how he was waiting for this particular parcel and the parcel was already sent, I think from, is it Israel or something? And so just Picture that when Bible says, like the story of Daniel, when God said to him, from the very first day you knelt down, I had answered you. So between the time of the answer and the time of receiving, a lot can happen that can either deny us from receiving that reward or, uh, or enabling us to receive the reward in time as the Lord has appointed. And so a lot of scenarios will have played out. A parcel has been sent, the receiver is waiting for it, not knowing when it will come, not knowing whether they've sent it, and a lot of things happen when we wait upon the Lord. And so, like, this, like he, he went on, not knowing that the parcel already had been delivered in the post office box. So, we were waiting, not knowing it had been delivered somewhere. Now, the way God works. Now, one of the scriptures that really drew my attention to coming to study on the word grace is when in Hebrews 11 verse 11, when the Bible says that, in Hebrews 11 verse 11, when the scripture says, by faith, Sarah what herself also received what? Strength. To do what? to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, for a barren Sarah, what reward was she looking forward to? To a child. So to a barren Sarah, I ask again, what reward was she obviously waiting for? A child. But what did God give her what did what did she receive first from god so she received what strength from god to what to conceive the bigger picture may have been the child but as we go on understanding in the journey of receiving or downloading from god we will get to understand that there are some things god have to give you to be able to either have the power to receive or either to wait as we're going to study today so sarah needed strength and we're looking at the grace to receive the reward may be there but if she doesn't have the grace to receive strength will she obviously be able to conceive so the bigger picture may be the the child but does she have the grace to wait do you have the grace to persevere do you have the grace do you have the strength to persevere do you have what it takes to be able to let god do his own work a marriage counselor was sharing one time how two couples were being counseled and the man had to now wait on both um, the husband and the wife and discover that each of them had one thing they never had. The, the, one thing the other partner wanted, but they were not ready to give. So sometimes in the, in the, in the, in the case of this relationship, it was the husband lacking patience. And you know not everybody have patience. There's a kind of patience this sister will have that you don't have. And maybe God requires you to have that patience for a particular thing and particular thing alone. And sometimes we say, you know me, I don't have patience. I don't have patience. But maybe you require grace for patience for whatever we are waiting for at a particular time. Some people may say, I don't have strength for this. There are people where if you say no to, you know they won't come back to you. They don't have that strength to ask twice. And we read in the story, Pastor led us, we read the story of um, Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah, Elisha kept on and kept on and kept on. How many of us are, who are here, which Elijah will have said, go, I will give you, don't worry. You know, some of us will just say, okay, since the man of God says, don't worry. I will not what? Will not worry. And as I'm meditating, I'm now saying to myself, if pastor say, I will give you something. And he says, don't worry, don't call me. I will call you when he's ready. My mind of mind will say, well, since pastor has said it, you know, I may not call him. But sometimes to receive a particular reward, God may give you something you really don't, don't have, but requires grace at that time to have. 
There are things we wait for. On a good day, we don't even have the patience. But God will require you to have that patience to receive that particular thing. In other areas of our lives, it may not require that patience. But in this area of what you are waiting for, patience may be needed. And so you will say to yourself, I don't have it. Sarah did not have the strength. But the Bible says, but she received it from God because God had the grace. And grace is what you really don't deserve. God knows you need it. And so he gives it to you so that it will be part of what you will use to receive what you want. To some of us, it may just be the grace to pray. We've lost it. We've given up on prayer. And we said, I cannot pray anymore. But we require God to just give us grace to pray again concerning a particular thing. The Lord will help us this evening in Jesus' name. So I'm just opening this up. We're going to consider about four characters of the scripture. And we're going to together see what grace that God gave them concerning what they were waiting for, concerning the miracle that happened. And as we look at it, we're also going to look at how it can relate to our everyday life, how we can apply it on ev- in our everyday life so that we become um, receivers of what God has in store for us. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Now, if multimedia will help us, uh, in Second Peter chapter 5, uh, chapter 1 rather, verse 5 and um, verse 5. Now let's read verse 5. Verse 5 says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith what? Virtue. Now, how many of us have faith that God will give us the reward that we require? Now, how many of us have enough virtue? You have virtue and we all, do we have virtue equally in this place? But God says we need to add it to what? The faith. You have faith. We've prayed. In fact, one of the things I said to myself that that for the season that we have learned and have prayed, we are sure that God will bring it to pass. So we have the faith. So faith is not the, 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 the lacking thing here. But the Bible says, add to your faith what? Virtue. Now let's read on. And he said, to your virtue, he said you should add what? Does everybody have the time or the, the, the patience to learn again here? We don't have the same knowledge skill. But there are times that God will give you grace to learn concerning maybe your business, your trade. He may just direct someone to add to what you have. Give us next verse. In verse 6, it says, add to your knowledge what? Do you know some people require grace of God to be able to apply self-control? Do we know that? So to some things that God wants to deliver to us, you require self-control. You require patience. But God may be delaying so that we'll, have, we'll go through the learning process of having that self-control. And the next thing it says, to self-control, add what? Perseverance. All this we are adding to what? The very first thing we are adding to what is what? The faith. So it's not enough for somebody to say, I have faith. Does your faith have self-control? Do you, can you ask when God is saying, just wait? Does you, do you have perseverance when God is not saying anything? Now, see the difference. There's something called self-control. And he also said to self-control, we should add what? What is perseverance? Persistence. So God is saying to your faith, ask what? Persistence. So I could have said, since I have faith, let me kukuma just wait. No need to pray. When the time comes, the Lord will deliver it to my hand. But he says you will need perseverance. No, me, I'm not too good at bothering God. If I just ask once, I will just move on. This is the reward that God is saying he wants to deliver. And to some of us, we need to learn perseverance. And to perseverance, he said we should add what? Godliness. Give us the next verse, verse 7. And it went on, on and on. So godliness, it says you should ask what? Brotherly kindness. Kindness. So you may be expecting something from God. To so some of us, it may be riches that we're asking God for. If God can bless me a little bit more. But God is saying, the blessing I want to give you, I need it to extend it to others. You lack kindness. Maybe we need to have kindness wrapped up in you. And so, but God is saying, I, can, I have the grace to give you what you are lacking. And he says, so bro- brotherly kindness, add what? Add love. 
If you go on to verse 8, it went on and on, but let's just stop at at verse 7. So we can see that there may be something lacking in one person that the other person have abundance of it. And that thing that you have abundance may be what I lack, which I'll require grace from God to be able to mix it to what I am expecting or the larger reward. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's start this way. I'm just going to read out the, the verse we want to to study and then we'll take maybe if, if it's a story we're not so familiar with, we'll do a quick recap and then we'll see what the person was lacking that God was able to enable he or she to have. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to be considering a, a character called Esther, the very first one we're going to be considering and I'm going to open it up for everyone as much as we can. Let's just see what we can see out that this person had. Esther chapter 2 and we're going to read verse, um, verse 15. Esther chapter 2 and verse 15. Now, we all know the story of Esther, right? So Esther was in, um, Esther was in the moment where she, the king required another queen. And so she was part of those who were shortlisted. And so the story went on. And in verse 15, the scripture says, Now, when... The turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king. The Bible says she requested nothing but what Haggai, the king's Enoch, the custodian of the woman, had advised. Now, the next word says, and Esther obtained in the sight of all who, sorry, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. Give us the next verse. Let's just read verse 19 as well. And Esther was taken to the king Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the tenth month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. Now, if you go back to the next verse. Now, for all Esther did, she went into the same pageant like every other person. You apply for the same job like every other person. You apply for the same contract like every other person. You apply or you are looking for the same thing like every other person. You have the same qualification, if not more. But for some reason, for everywhere you go, we are not usually picked. The miracle doesn't come. What you want doesn't really come. And for Esther, the Bible says, like every other person, she got the advice of the Enoch. You may have gotten advice from someone bigger, someone older, and you've used all the resources that you have wisely. But for some reason, nobody picks you, but they keep picking Esther. Because God has given her the God has given her the grace, God has given her grace concerning something that she's finding the miracle that she's been looking for. Now let's look at the story of Esther. What do you think God gave her grace to receive as far as this story is concerned? If, if there's anybody you can have the mic and explain to us, God gave her the God gave, gave her the ability for something, just one thing, and she was picked at the end by the king. Can somebody help us? Anybody? Anybody? Bible says, and when she returned, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. Do you have your hands up? Okay, let's hear from him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, I'll say in today's uh, parlance, um, the, the grace to be likable. Because it says that she found favor in all that saw her. So everybody that saw her had no choice than to like her. So she was likable. So what was the main reward she was intending to have? To become... To to become the, the queen. queen. But before she became the queen, God granted her favor or the grace to become likable. Let's appreciate his contribution there. Any other person? I'm going to give you an example of a discussion I heard some of 
the interviewers in my company were saying. So after a set of interview, we're able, we're privileged to stay with them. And one of them did say, the, there was a man that came for some, for some reason, the moment he walked in, I just didn't like him. What did he do? Didn't he dress well? No, I, I, I can't figure it out. But for some reason, I just didn't like him. Do you know that happens in real life? You're looking for something, but they, they can't just explain it. But to some other person, they can't even explain as well why they like the person beyond, beyond words. I, just, I don't know what I see in her, but I think I, I'll prefer her. Does she have the same qualification? Yes. Maybe sometimes you even have less. But for some reason, somebody just likes you for no reason. You have the reason not to have the job, but they just like you for no reason. And the person went on, I just don't know, but when he came, he spoke well, he had the qualification, in fact, he's right for this job, but something in me just doesn't connect, I just don't like him. But the Bible is saying, and we're learning that God can give us grace to receive what? The reward. The grace you may need now to someone seated here may not be more knowledge, it may not be more understanding, it may just be the grace to be favored and to be likable. And so the Bible says, and Esther received that grace. How did she receive it? That is where, that's why it's called grace. He may have had 20 people contesting for the same position, but for some reason, the favor of the Lord was upon her. And the Bible says, and she had grace to be favored. In fact, the Bible also spoke about Jesus. He said, for he received favor before God and amongst what? Amongst men. So what we need now may not be the praying for the reward. It may just be understanding what we need to be favored and have grace toward. And so Sarah received grace because she became favored. And so God granted that grace. Wherever you go, you will find favor. And so it's not a, it's not a cliche when they pray that prayer and say, wherever you go, you will find favor. Favor is required in our everyday survival. Favor is required. The reason why some people are selected is because they have no reason. Somebody just like them. And so you, you can't just ask God for all about knowledge or understanding sometimes. It may get to a point where we need at this point is what is favor. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And so Sarah received grace from God. The grace she received was grace to be favored and as he said, to be likable by all. So he could have done less, but the Lord had given her grace. And so she had the grace at the end for favor. Did she receive the reward or not? I said, did she, did she receive the reward or not? That shall be a portion in Jesus' name. Now, I hope you understand the dimension we are going. Because we have prayed and we have prayed and we know that the Lord will answer us. But which area do we require to pray for? To some people here, it may just be, Lord, give me the grace to be patient. You are almost there, but impatience can take you away from it. We are almost there, but lack of self-control may just be what is missing. We are almost there, but we are, to some people, you may not be persevering enough. And the Bible says, and God gave Sarah strength. I may not have the strength to persevere. And that is why I need God's grace to receive that strength to persevere. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, let's look at the second character. As we read again, we're going to throw the mic open. And if you have your contribution or you know what we're missing here or the grace that is required here, you can as well contribute. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. And so I read, the Bible says, Then it happened as they continued on and talked. And suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses, with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into the heavens. We all know this story already. And I love the dimension that pastor taught us about the whirlwind. When it comes, ideally you should take everything up. If you look, if you watch um, National Geography, where we have all these terrible um, weather storm, it will take up the roofs up onto the sky. But the Bible says in the next verse, verse 12, it says, 
And Elisha saw it. What, what it meant was Elisha saw Elijah depart. And he cried out, my father, my what? My father. This was one of the lines that we prayed with. Now, this my father, my father. Do you think he may have been saying it quietly? Does this sound like a quiet, my father, my father? Somebody is carrying your reward away. Will you say, ah, my uh, pastor, pastor, is that how you say it? This sounds like a great shout. Like a what? A great shout. Nothing different like he said on Sunday from when Jesus was dying on that cross. And when he was shouting, my, it's not like, oh, my father, uh, what have you? No, it's a great shout. And he cried, my father, it's like, it's like somebody saying, I'll give you something when I'm going. And the person have entered the car. At least if you enter a car, you can still slow down. This person have entered the bus. The bus is going. How will you remind the person of what he told you about? Will you say, ah, my, that transport money, you've not, is that, you will shout the person's name, isn't it? And so, not only did Elisha shout, Elisha shout Elijah's name, the Bible says he shouted, my father, my father. Who was he referring to? Elijah, right? And then what, what's the next thing he shouted? Who was riding the chariots of Israel? He was even calling the angels that were riding the chariots, even calling them as well. This is my reward that we are talking about. And he says the chariots of Israel and his horsemen, he was crying and calling all the entourage that were going away with his reward. And he says, so he saw him no more. And what the next thing the Bible says, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. That means he was in anguish. And the next verse went ahead to tell us about, I think the next verse, multimedia, give us verse 13. Verse 13 says, and he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan River. Now, what was the main reward that he was praying for initially? Double portion of his what? Of the power from Elijah. But what was, what did God grant him? Or what do you think he had favor or he had um, grace to have at that point? Anybody? If you, if you have any contribution. So Elijah have told him, you will receive the reward. So what do you think played around here that he had that maybe some of us couldn't have had? Anybody? Yes. Somebody give him mic. Praise the Lord. He had resilience. He had resilience. Can you explain before they clap for you? <laughs> All right. Um, ideally, when Elijah told him to stay back, he would have listened and stayed back. But he kept insisting. Something in him just kept pushing him to, to probe further and to insist on going with Elijah. So, yeah, that's resilience. Praise the Lord. Please, let's appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. Now, let's paint this scenario. Does anybody have any other contribution? Resilience. He has mentioned resilience. Do we have the same resilience? If somebody tells you to go back, if pastor tells you go back, won't you go back? Won't you go back? But there are some people, pastor will say go back. They will still not. They will say, no, 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 pastor. Let me just still follow you at least to the car. Do you know we have some people like that? If you follow to the car and then he's the pastor, he says, don't worry. He says, no, 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 pastor. What, what's, the, what's the problem? Okay, let me just follow you to the house. There are people that will still follow him to the house. Is this the same resilience or persistence that we have talking about? Do you have the same persistence that he has? Maybe not. But for what God may be doing in your life, he may require you to have a bit more of persistence. He knows you don't have it. And that is why it's called the grace to receive. The grace you may need now is may be persistent in what God had said. Ah, God said it. We prayed about it on, on Wednesday last week. We prayed about it on Monday. Why does God allow you to pray about it again? Sometimes it requires you. Remember when we talk about faith. He said to your faith, was persistence not there? Persistence was also there. So, sir? Perseverance, yes, perseverance. So you keep persevering. Is God saying he's not hearing? Of course he's hearing. But he wants you to ask more. Maybe he wants somebody else, somebody here to pray a little bit more. And you're saying, you know, I'm not so good at asking two times. No, there are times you may just have to ask a little bit more. So Elijah, Elisha had 
perseverance and he persisted concerning that same matter. Did he receive his reward or not? I said, did he receive the reward or not? So if God requires you to have persistence, and so what it means that God has to give you the grace to persevere or to be persistent in what you are asking him for. The Lord will have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Is anybody getting something here? So we're going to take two more or three more. And then as we were going to try, the next one, we're going to try to get more than one grace factor that this person had. Praise the Lord. Now, can anybody help us? Any other example of anybody who persevered? One of those stories we read through this season where we're discussing the reward of God. Who persevered? Who was persistent? They told the person, go back, but the person did not go back. Anybody? Anybody? Ruth. So, the same story. They told Ruth, go back. Was it a bad advice that the mother-in-law gave them? Was it a bad advice? It was something good. But Ruth kept persisting. Did uh, well, I forgot the name of the other person? Ophrah went back, right? But Ruth did not go back. Did she? Did she receive the reward or not? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I said, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, so let's look at the next one. I'm going to read now. It's going to be. Okay, I think it's Ruth now. We're going to go to, to Ruth. Ruth chapter 1, let's read verse 15 and then verse 16. Ruth chapter 1, verse 15 and verse 16. Now, um, this can have more than one grace factor in it, so we're going to discuss as much as we can. Now, before we read this, I remember the story that Pastor read to us or shared with us about the steward i think it was on sunday where you told your steward to stay two more years and um, she stayed to some points and when it was almost close she left the first time and then mercy prevailed she was received right and after mercy prevailed all she needed to in fact you know her own story she was even lucky she was given a timeline in our journey with God, sometimes we don't even have a timeline. So there are times where you don't have that timeline, but God is demanding some things out of you. So it requires grace sometimes to wait. Anybody agree with me? There are, sometimes God, even the Bible says he will not tempt you more than you can bear. And so he gives you the ability or strength for some things. So Maybe there's something she did not know, but if she had received grace, she maybe she would have known what to do at that time. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, Ruth chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 15 and verse 16. And the Bible says, and she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. And then she said, return after your sister-in-law, verse 16. Then Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. Now, I need somebody to give me the grace factor that she had or that the story teaches us. We have more than two there. So, more than two. Maybe we can have up to three there. The grace factor that helped Ruth to achieve or to get the reward that she wanted. Brother Awesome's hand is up. So you may not need to box yourself to these two script, to these two verses. You may look at the whole story of Ruth itself so that it can help you better. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I believe that Ruth had compassion on the woman because after losing her two sons, that means nobody was going to be there to help her. So Ruth was now like, let me sacrifice, let me give myself to help this woman continuously. Because I don't think, I don't know what, what else will Ruth, what, what other reason would Ruth have had to stay with, with her? 
So I think she had compassion. Praise the Lord. Please let's appreciate brother. Awesome there. Man, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't even see it in that direction. But let's even, let's even be real here. An old woman is going back, no child of her own, no in-laws of her own. If she goes back to her home, who even help her in anything? Let's, so she, she, Ruth, we can say, truly had compassion. You know, compassion requires grace of God. There's an old woman that can come here. Some people will, will jump and pass. You know that. We'll just avoid because we don't have that compassion. And that is why in some department, let's say some in children's church, it's not everybody that can work in children's church. There are some people who don't have patience for what? For children. Anytime pastor say he loves children, I'm just looking at this man. This one is grace of God. When my children were born, as new as they were, my hands were shake to have children. If I play with them when they grow up better. So I don't have that grace much. So if you tell me to walk in children's church, you know what you will get as a result. Praise the Lord. So I will require grace from God to help me in that direction. One more time, let's celebrate. Brother, awesome. So in the miracle that God is doing for Ruth, maybe grace, maybe compassion is required. And so you couldn't have said the other person did not have compassion. Maybe she would have required God to give her the grace for it. Sometimes it's not as if you are taking the wrong choices or doing something bad. We may not just have it, but we require God to give us grace in that direction. So he has given us one example. So um, what he has said is she had compassion, which can be if God doesn't give you the grace toward that direction, you can try all you can. You may not have it. Praise the Lord. Any other contribution? There are two more that I'm looking for. Yes, there is a hand up there. Is your hand up as well? Okay, so after him, we'll come to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, apart from the confession, uh, compassion that he talks about, in my own understanding, I understand from what is on the screen that he has a hope. Probably, he has heard about the story of the God of Israel who works marvelously. So he believed that serving that God, even if not for any other benefit, can bring good, other good things to her life. So she believed that if she followed this woman to believe in her own God, the same God who has been so faithful will also be faithful to her. So she has hope, and then she was ready to accept new challenges. New challenges. No matter what comes my way, I give myself. And one of my daddy, um, he, said, he, he, he said, even though he slay me, I will continue to serve him. So he has, in fact, sacrificed himself or herself, let me say. Praise the Lord. Please let's appreciate his contribution. So what he's saying that God grants that had the grace to hope. You know there are some things um, some people have given hope on, and some people are still hopeful about. So there's a limit you will get. You will see the end, and some people will go back. But like he said, Ruth had hope, and that is why Ruth said, your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Let's celebrate him for his contribution one more time. So the grace to continue to hope may be something you may be lacking. And like the like the case of Ruth, God granted her that grace to hope again. Was the reward awesome or not? Of course, the reward was awesome. Let's have your own contribution now. Amen. Okay, permit me for taking you a little bit. Going back to the story of Elijah and Elisha. For me, I think that sometimes when, even if we have the grace, we might still lose the reward. In terms of Elijah and Elisha, you know, when he cried out, my father, my father, initially, he asked Elijah for a double portion of his spirit. So, in his mind, he was looking for some form of manifestation for God to come upon him and infuse some form of power flowing in him. So, when the whirlwind came and took Elijah, Elijah's mantle was already on the ground, but he didn't see it. He was still screaming for 
the husband and Elijah to come back and give me my reward. You've left me. But when he, when he left, he took the mantle, still not believing, he just went to the Jordan and he struck the water and cried again, where is the God of Elijah? That then could answer. So the reward was already there, but he didn't see it. They were still looking on, you die, you've not given me what. So God can give us our reward, but he needs to open our eyes of understanding to see that what you are praying for is in front of you. Praise the Lord. Please let's appreciate him for his contribution. So what he's saying that sometimes God may have delivered what you actually asking him for, but sometimes you need the eyes of our understanding to be open. I'm going to expand much more on that later on because it falls within what we are also studying. Any other person as far as this story is concerned? The story of Ruth and what you think you get from there. Yes, let's hear that contribution again. Praise the Lord. So drawing from what Awesome said earlier, I want to believe she has virtue. It takes someone with a high moral standard to do what she did. So I want to believe she has virtue. Praise the Lord. So he's saying that she thinks he had grace to have virtue. Now, um, that itself is also correct. But let's marry these two stories. So um, Ruth said she's not going back. And so what made you think gave her the understanding to keep persisting. And now let me take you to the story of the woman with the issue of blood. So this woman had had the issue of blood for so many years as the scripture said. And so the Bible says, and Jesus was passing, she decided to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Was there anywhere in scripture written before that anyone touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was healed? Was there anywhere? Nowhere in the scripture. But she decided to touch the hem of Jesus' garment and was she healed or not? And she was definitely healed. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives discernment. And you may just require God to give you the spirit of discernment to know what to do at a particular time. There are times where you need to go back. And there are times where you need to stay. There are times where we need to persist. There are times where we need to withdraw. How do we know what to do at a particular time? If God doesn't give us the grace to be able to understand what to do, and that's why the scripture says the children of Issachar had the understanding to know what Israel ought to do at a time. If, if somebody says, don't worry, I'll send it. There's a, there's a way you say, if somebody says, don't worry, I'll send it. There's a way you persist on the person, the person gets upset. Is that correct or not? And there's a way you also persist, the person sees it as a good thing. So how do you know which one to do at a time? You can pick up the story of Elijah and say, ah, Elijah persisted. They told him to go back and he did not go back. So I must continue. If somebody tell me to go back, I will not go back. And you do that to somebody else and it becomes something very annoying. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can say, ah, it's in scripture. Elijah told Elisha to go back. So anytime pastor tell me to go back, I will not what? I will not go back. And you, you may cause yourself more harm. So what is the difference between this? You just have to have the spirit of discernment. What should I do? Should I go back? God said I should go back. Should I go back at this time or can I just remind him one more time? You know there's a way somebody calls you. Just ordinary phone. You get you upset. Calls you the first time. There are some people who can do that thing very well. They call you one minute, call you the second minute. They call you like five times back to back. If you don't pick, they'll call you. They'll give you highest one minute to return that call. If you don't do that, they call you again. How do you feel when you see those calls? How do you feel? Sometimes it can be very what? Annoying. And so you may just look at that because to some other person, you calling five times may be, oh, let me return the call. Maybe the person is in danger. To some other person, calling five times may be, why is the person disturbing me? He doesn't want to know what is happening. He just takes offense in it. So that is why the grace to understand, to be, have the spirit of discernment is very important. What is God telling me to do? Is God telling me to wait? Should I wait or should I persist? And that is why um, I think it was David that said, should I pursue? And the Bible says you pursue and you also what? Overtake. So there must be a question that is asked and the Holy Spirit will grant us discernment in Jesus' name. 
I said the Holy Spirit will grant us discernment in Jesus' name. Now let's look at another. We have two more Bible characters to look at. So these are all revealing what these people had at the end that was based on what gave, God gave them in between. You may look at the bigger picture, like the case of Sarah. She had the child, but she required strength in between. We may have failed in our strength, but God would give us grace to, be, to, to, to receive strength again and maybe just to push more in the area of prayer or thanks, to be thankful. To some of us, we are no more thankful to God. But you know, it requires the grace of God to give you a thankful song. To keep singing even in the midst of what we are going through. Amen. Now, how many of us remember the story of Job? That's where we are going to now. How many of us remember the story of Job? So Job had all this going for him. And then all of a sudden, everything went bankrupt. And then the friends deserted him, the wife deserted him, every other person around him were not helping him at all. And one of the things Dope said was, I will yet wait until my change comes. Let's look at Job chapter 42, verse 10. As you take the story of Job holistically, we're just going to take one verse and see what he had that became a breakthrough, which may be rare for me to have, which may also be rare for you to have. Job chapter 42, verse 10. And the Bible says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he did what? Prayed for his friends. Indeed, not only did the Lord restore his, his losses, indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, Job was sick. What he needed was healing and restoration. Did he receive his, did he receive his healing at the end? Was he restored a, a double portion? Yes, he was. So one, what do you think was one of the things that he had going for him as far as grace helped him in that journey? As far as the scripture we've read and the holistic story of Job is concerned. Anybody? Anybody? Do we have? Yes, we have a hand here. Forgive his friends for all the, you know, um, all the things that he said. Forgive his friends for mocking him during his trial. He had to, you know, and that was the reason why he prayed for his friends. So until he forgave his friends and prayed for them before he was restored. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's, let's appreciate her. You can hold on to the mic. I just want to engage you a little bit. So you, the scripture says, and the Lord restored Job's losses was very specific. We've heard it over and over in this house that that happened when he had prayed for his friends. Now, through his travail, do you think his friends did not offend him? Do you think he was not angry at some of them? Has anybody wronged you before and it's very difficult to forgive? Now, it's easy for you to read and Job prayed for his friends. Is it easy to forgive? Is it easy to forgive? Sometimes it requires God's grace. In fact, most times, if I all the time, it requires God's grace to forgive. If he's the one that, you know, there's some forgiveness, you can just close eyes and forgive. We are talking about when a brother, a sister, a loved one, a friend really hurts you. And you see this person every day, you have contact, and your next reward is tied to forgiving someone. Your next reward is tied to letting go of an issue of many years ago. And you are saying, Lord, you know I can't forgive. And God is saying, double portion of what you lost is waiting for you. All you need to do is to what? To forgive. And we all know, they say, to err is human, to forgive is what? Divine, which means it's not something natural for you to forgive. You may require God to help you to forgive. And that is why you require grace sometimes to forgive, to help you forge further. And so Job had to forge further because he had the grace to forgive. Maybe to some other person, maybe naturally he wouldn't have had it. But God was specific to give us this line. 
that not only did he forgive. You know, there's, there's a way you forgive someone. And this one, you now also have to pray for the person. Now, if you have to pray for someone who have hurt you, what is the prayer you will possibly pray? You possibly not want to pray very deep prayer. Will you pray that God should bless the person at that point? You may not have the heart to say it. But the Bible says, and Job did not only forgive, but also what? Prayed for his friends. And the Bible says, and immediately he did that, what happened? The Lord did what? Restored his losses. The Lord restored his losses when he had prayed for his friends. So someone here, you may be telling yourself, I'm, uh, the unforgiveness has nothing to do with my success. The unforgiveness has nothing to do with what God withholding my reward. God is not withholding any reward. He had released it. But he requires you to forgive so that it, the, 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 the reward will get to you. And until, like, like he said, uh, like that brother said, sometimes your eyes need to be open to where your reward is. Your reward may have been there, but you just require to let go of what is, has been in your heart for so many years. And so, this may be the grace you require. You've read, we've been saying so many things. So, you know what affects you, the one you don't have. Maybe we're talking about perseverance. You're saying, ah, that's not my area of concern. I'm a very good perseverer. No problem. What of forgiveness? Are you a very good forgiver as well? Maybe you are not. And so, we may have to pray for the grace to forgive so that God will open the door to what God has to do. Praise the name of the Lord. I say, praise the name of the Lord. Well, let's first appreciate Pastor Etefe for this is a very quiet class, but it's a very fundamental class. May we not meet, miss our reward in the season of reward in Jesus' name. Now, my own um, observation is that we also need to receive the grace not to get into some fights. When Elijah was going, Elijah said, if you see me when I'm going, you can have it. The fellow saw him and he didn't drop the reward. At that point in time, he can turn to katakata fights now. Say, Oga, come, 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 come. You said, if I see you when I'm going, I can have it. Okay. The chariots came. You entered. You're going. I beg. Hello there. Why are you all acting like this? Don't you get annoyed sometimes? Reward that I have worked. I left my business, left my glory to follow you. There are people that will go hold the man and say, oh, you're not going anywhere. You said to me. Which was the same thing that happened to David at the battle of Goliath when his kingship was going to be acknowledged that he's the next king. His brother started insulting him. Who did you leave your small ship with? And so, at that point in time, if you don't receive the grace not to get into a fight, you miss your boss. You miss your reward. And Satan will set everybody up. How many of us will agree that Satan has set us up before? Just before your breakthrough is when you get into a fight. And whilst you're fighting, the reward just goes away. So when... See, let them give us that scripture again um, in um, Elijah and Elisha. I can't remember the citation. Second Kings. Second Kings what? 2.11. 11. Okay. So, Bible says, then it happened as they continued on and talked. We're talking. We have talked. The deal is if I see you. As they talked. And suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses. And uh, with horses of fire. And separated two of them. Okay, and Elijah went up. They didn't force him. Look at it now. Elijah did what? All they, they did, the horses and chariots, you separate them. If you separate me from somebody I'm supposed to bless, I say, wait, you get something where I won't give the person. It wasn't by force, it wasn't police arrest. So he went up by whirlwind to heaven. Give us the next verse. And Elisha saw it. What do you think he saw? Something to make him happy? I want to hear you. Something to make him joyful. It's like, ah, Oga, this is not the deal. They separated us. Uh -huh. Why didn't you tell them to wait? Uh -huh. Why didn't you throw the mantle? He went up. 
and left him. Let me tell you, me I'm a pastor. If you do that kind of thing, my eye will red. Hello. 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 If this is your husband that somebody is carrying away that you have been waiting for, you will still be smiling. No. And he said, my father, my father. Capital F. Because the father he's talking about, I don't think it's Elijah here. Say, ah, my father, my father, you will see this man play me like this. What will happen? And he says, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. The previous verse says, horses and chariots of fire, no horsemen. Give us, take it back. Take it back. Multimedia, stay with us. Horses and, there, and suddenly a chariot of fire. Right? And with horses of fire. Were there, chari- were there horsemen there? Go to the next verse. The next verse, it says, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. He won't talk to horse. Horses cannot, it's not the issue here. It's the horsemen in charge of both the horses and the chariot. So he called on God or the angel of God. Many times when we're being seemingly defrauded like this, we become Nigerian. We're not Holy Spirit filled anymore. And we address the issue in the flesh, not in the spirit. So we need to receive the grace not to get drawn into a katakata fight. No, that's not the issue. He lifted his eyes and spoke to his... He said, my father, my father, look at the horses of uh, Israel and its horsemen. And the horsemen said, you horsemen self, which side you did? It's little wonder that the mantle fell. I'm a pastor of many people. And my prayer is for the people that have been distracted on the day of reward. May God give everybody a second chance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of us don't know that Satan knows your temperament. What you don't like. He will make sure if God is so bent on blessing you. He will use that weakness. To take your eyes off your reward and you'll be talking to the wrong person. If David did not take his eyes off Eliab that was insulting him, he would have killed Eliab that day. The same strength that he can use to kill Goliath, he can use to kill his brother. Which was what he wanted to do to Nabal, the foolish man, that Abigail, the wife, said, Ah, don't let the blood be on your hand. And he said, Oh, thank you. As a matter of fact, if he didn't speak to me, I would have killed him. And God will require the blood in my hand. So many times, the enemy will look for our weakness. And set, how many of you know that you have a weakness? Let me see your hand up. If your hand is not up, please bring me a cane. Let me cane the person, deliver the person from lying. Everybody has a weakness on the day of reward. The strategy is to take your eyes off. Elisha was calm. He watched Elijah say, ah, Elijah is good. He called on God. He addressed the chariot and the horsemen. That's not the deal. And something happened. My prayer is the next time around, which is happening in this season, none of us will miss it. The grace, Pastor Estefia is talking about, that we need to receive. The grace not to join a fight. The grace not to follow upper. Upper, you want to go back, they go your own. The grace not to even... The instruction God is giving us that is contrary to the instruction the man of God is giving us, the grace to remain in that instruction, whether it makes sense or not, until we receive our reward. This is my prayer for everyone in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please let's appreciate the senior pastor one more time. And I think you've drawn us to the right position where we should be looking at from, which is your own weakness, as you said. So, in fact, we may have covered all this today, but we may not even have addressed what may be your own weakness, where you require grace from. Praise the Lord. 
Mr. Leke is here to, to comment as well. So I think that can even help us. So my weakness may not even be perseverance or these five that we've spoken about. So the area where I may be weak may not be spoken about today, but if we go back and search ourselves like the scripture says, let every man search himself, then I will know my weakness and the area which the enemy can use to tempt me and deviate me from exactly what God wants to do. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So as pastor was speaking, you know, I was looking at the grace to persevere, the grace to do this. Why not the grace not to fight, the grace not to disappoint, the grace not to be disloyal, you know, the grace not to do whatever you usually and I usually do. That temptation that weakens me may just be the grace or where I need the grace to help God to take me to the promised land. Amen. Let's appreciate Minister Leke for his contribution just before he does. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good evening, church. Uh, my contribution is almost like a testimony of this service this evening. When the service was about to start, I just prayed to God. I said, because I'm in a, what you call a waiting season, right? And we're talking about reward. You expect a reward after waiting. But it's almost as if it's taking longer than it should. And when I came to service, I said, Lord, you know how I am feeling. But I just ask you to give me a word for how I am feeling. Now, I didn't even know about this topic or anything. And it's a testament to what the pastor just said that when you are close, instead of addressing the issues spiritually, you go physical. So, I was glad when he said that because it was just a confirmation of the decision I made to ask the right, to make the right request. So could I say that another grace that we might need is the grace to make the right request when we're in a season of waiting for our reward. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please let's appreciate him. That's, that's an awesome one. So whatever you will need. So the grace is available this evening to us as a church to tap into what God wants to do. So the grace may not be the normal grace. When we talk about grace here, we're not talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. We're talking about the grace tailor-made to help you in your area of need. The grace that will give us strength in our area of weakness. The grace that will give us joy in our area of tears. The grace that will help you in whatever you are doing that you are not able to do it to completion. The grace that addresses that part where you are asking God, help me concerning this. And sometimes we may, I want to believe, even after praying this season for reward, we must come with that confidence that God has done it. So without faith, believing that God has done it, so we're not looking at what we need to add to that faith. And if you want to add something and you're missing out of it, then it's time to ask God, give me grace to wait. Give me grace to be forgiven. Give me grace to be patient. And as we add that to what our belief of what God has already done is about, the Lord will surely bring it to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I hear a louder amen? Amen. Amen. Our time is up. I'm just going to read one more Bible scripture as we read. And that's going to go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. This is just wrapping it up in Hebrews 11, verse 11. Sarah needed something, but she was lacking in strength. I don't know what it is you are lacking, but God is here to give us grace. The Bible says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength. So whatever weakness you may have, receive grace this evening in Jesus' name. In just one minute, why don't you close your eyes and self-examine yourself wherever you require God's help. Lord, I need the grace to forgive this man that hurts me. I need the grace to forgive this woman that hurts me. Lord, I need the grace to be prayerful again. I'm not prayerful anymore. I need the grace to study your word. I've been trying. It's not working. I need the grace not to depend on my own sensual acts. I want to depend on what the Holy Spirit says. Whatever you require grace for, just begin to pray right now that God will give you grace concerning that area. 
And Sarah received strength. As you pray for the grace, pray that God will strengthen you in the area of your weakness where you are almost missing it. God is saying, pray a little bit more. I'm tired of praying. God and grant you grace to pray more, to be faithful more, to add to your knowledge, to your to your faith, knowledge. Lord, I need virtue at this point. Whatever area you see or you feel that you are lacking, pray for strength. Sarah received that strength. She needed a child, but God had to give her strength concerning her weakness. The same grace to receive strength is available here, and that grace will be available for us in Jesus' name. And so, Lord in heaven, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you because we have learnt at your feet. We pray that that which we have learnt and the grace to receive that which you have for us, the grace to receive the reward that you have kept for us, we pray that we will not be taunted by our weaknesses in the name of Jesus. Like Sarah received strength, we receive strength this hour to overcome every area of our weaknesses in Jesus' name. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, because you've answered. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If you've been blessed, why don't you celebrate God this evening? You can do much better than that. Amen. The name of the Lord we praise. We want to thank God for such a meeting. We want to believe that the Lord has deposited something as we go. We'll work strong until we cross the finish line of receiving our reward in Jesus' name.